Welcome everyone to the Fully Expressed Podcast. Today I have a very exciting guest, my good friend, my brother, Mark England. And uh, right before we pressed record, we were reminiscing on uh, the first moment we connected. And um, I imagine we'll get into a lot that's happened since then. But um, a lot's happened since then. A lot has happened. Oh. A lot has happened two years ago, March 2019. And um, I'm really excited for this episode specifically because I have no idea where it's going to go. Uh, I love getting curious. Mm. And um, you are one of the most interesting men that I know personally. And. Um, the purpose of this show is to allow people to share the stories they don't normally share mm. publicly. And I know you, you speak a lot about what you do professionally uh, on a lot of episodes. How many episodes? Two hundred and This is my 245th podcast. And I love that you know that. I yeah. love that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I have a goal. I'm going to do 1,000 and I'm done. I'm glad I'm one of the 1,000. Yeah, me too. I made the cut. Shit. Shit. <laughs> um, so do you want to start off sharing what it is you, you do in the world, what you bring into the world, your gifts that you share? Because uh, the way you do it is, is I, I tell you all the time how much I admire uh, the way you do it. But uh, what is the it that you do? The, the it is I'm a teacher. Like I just I, I teach classes about language mm -hmm. about how it influences us for better and for worse um, a little more specifically the language patterns in in our uh, description of it of the the victim mentality mm -hmm. and what to do about it so what words to use less of and why to keep the drama down Stay focused on things that are important. Keep the gas tank, emotional gas tank high. Uh, uh, and and from there, the rest is, well, really details. Um, and, <coughs> excuse me, and in one sense, I, I take little to no credit for it. And here's why. Attraction's not a choice. Good luck talking yourself out of being attracted to somebody or into it. Yeah. Okay? It's not, a, it's not a head job. Yeah. And I saw what we refer to as story work for the first time in 2003 and fell in love first sight. I've had, I've had that happen twice, once with jujitsu and once with, um, uh, once with the language game. And and I've it's held my attention since, man. Like, and I I can't take credit for that. Gation acknowledged. Mm -hmm. um, what I can do is is honor that. And after ten years in the game, uh, professionally, I started professionally two thousand and seven. I looked around and said, you know, I have no more questions. Professionally speaking, mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing for the next fifty years. Five zero. Fuck yeah. So I scroll 
I get into my calendar. It's <laughs> a true story. I know it is. And I scroll down <laughs> to January 17th, 2057. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> it's a Wednesday, it's, folks. It's a fucking Mark Wednesday. your calendars. Yeah. That's the... That's my last, whatever it's going to be. Buy and take it. I thought about, I mean, and, and I, I, I considered it. I didn't think about it. I didn't contemplate it. It's, there's three levels of thinking in my simple mind. I considered it, which is thinking about it multiple times. Putting a deposit on uh, uh, the, the, the Carpenter Center in Richmond, Virginia, which is where I did the, the, the TEDx talk for January 17th, 2057, and selling tickets. I almost did that two years ago. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it was, I mean, I, it was, it was I, like, I looked at it. I was looking at it. There's still time. There's, you're right. You're right. <laughs> still, I like the way you think, man. Yeah. There's still time. Um, and, and mm. what, uh, is like the keynote. It's like the fifty it's years the, of it's career. It's the mic drop, man. Yeah. And and like you said, uh, you might have said it on the, the when we started or right before we started. You're you're curious. I went. I I am as well about certain things. I want to know what it feels like to be in a game full time for fifty years. What does that feel like? Something that you're passionate about, and that idea first entered my mind um, it was I, I like doing history of, of, of memory lane if it's yeah. okay I went and I did my NLP practitioner training in 2011 and then master practitioner training in 2012 with Richard Bandler in London and uh, he was on stage half of it I just wanted to go watch that guy work I mean he's a legend he goes, I remember it, he goes, he goes, I've been in this, in this game four fucking decades. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what that feels like. What does that feel like? And then, so again, after 10, 10 years in, it's held my attention the whole time. <clears throat> you know, I drink a cup of coffee, a couple cups of coffee and thug out some emails from time to time. But uh, for the most part, I just, I wake up and there it is again, waiting for me. It's one of the biggest blessings I've ever had because I'm a horrible student. I'm so easily distracted. I'm disorganized, the whole thing. Uh, I've been in classes, special classes for kids that got screws loose, so what? And this this has gifted me a path. And it's a, it's, I mean, it's a worthy one. Can I me. present you with a reframe on that? Yeah, sure, of course. You're, you're a horrible student the way that mm -hmm. most people view learning. You're an outstanding mm. student of humans. Because I watch right. you. I, I observe observers. I'm also an observer. I and know. I observe the way that you observe. Here's another reframe for that. <laughs> I was talking about this on a, a podcast uh, a couple of days ago with a, a guy who's, uh, who's a principal at three different schools. We were talking about the education process, the system. And, and I said... Um, uh, when it comes, if if it's if I'm not interested in what's being taught, I'm a teacher's worst nightmare. <laughs> and 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 then we took it a step further, and I'm like, I find it, I find it's it's hard for me again in my simple mind 
to get my head around somebody, to get my head around the kind of person that can get, that can excel at the shit that they're not interested in, mm-hmm. like A's and B's. How does somebody get on a roll with stories? Yeah, right. Stuff. Tell themselves like stories. Yeah, so um, of course. Um, mm. So that's it's. We we have a certification program. Adam Chin and I, you know well. Mm-hmm. Um, good friend very um great balance for my personality type um we have a training company we certify coaches and story work words and and such and you do it very well thank you very well thank you yeah and um yeah i participated i did level one level two level one and two first class of level two yeah Mm -hmm. um and and I remember the first time we met, coming back to that story, being that really shifted a lot of the way ways we worked at training camp for the soul. It was the first time we really like addressed the language of the affirmations that were being said, the language that we were using as facilitators, and that was way before I was facilitating. But I noticed the way you. Uh, captivated the room with stories and then also the process of breaking down the language that was being used i don't know if you remember some of those times where you would help people with reframes on the affirmation side so that really shifted that was my first introduction to language and i think i did vocabulary soon after shortly thereafter mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was yep I, I, I remember yeah um so Bring me back to the, the the 50 year experience of being in a game for 50 years. Yeah. What comes up for you when you when you think about that? Contemplate that. There's a pressure there. Uh, there's some fear there. Um, there's some resistance there. Oh, I mean, and and then add in all the great emotions and feelings that you can think about doing something you love for that long, and this is a vulnerability pod. <laughs> <laughs> you feel our feelings. Oh my <laughs> lord! Not again. <laughs> I I remember very clearly. This was year two, in my hut, on the beach, in Thailand. And we had finished a, a, a couple of sessions with a client. I, w- I would only see someone once or twice because they were in and out like an airstrike. They came in, they did the, the detox, and then they would leave. And uh, a woman, after one of the sessions, she said, this is great. What's the f- what, do you have any follow-up information? I'm like, sure. I'll, uh, I'll write you out a couple paragraphs. And so I, I write out a couple paragraphs, and you know, as we do, we magnetize our reticular activating system and starts pulling other stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, we got to put this in there too. And then it's four paragraphs. And two days later, it's a page. And when it hit a page, existential terror landed on my head like a ton of bricks because I saw what just happened. I said, essentially, are you fucking kidding me. I saw the next 
number of, of decades me doing this work. So this is, it's like if someone says, hey, I know you just uh, uh, finished breakfast. Here's a rucksack. You're going to be walking for at least three decades. That's the path. Mm-hmm. And that first, those first couple of steps, and I was right. Yeah. Because that, this is fun. I never talk about this stuff on podcast. <laughs> uh, it's always, hey, how'd you get into how'd the vocabulary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's vocabulary? Yeah. And, and, and on a side note, folks, one of my superpowers is that I am good at, in, in, in a very excited manner, authentically, sincerely excited manner, repeating myself. Because I recognize that that is going to be one of the substrates of, th- of the success of this thing. I'm not shutting the fuck up about this for however long it takes. And every time I tell the story, whether it's someone at a party or on a podcast, the origin story, uh, it's, it's make it sing. This, on the other hand, this is new turf, so this is very refreshing for me. Uh, one page turned into two pages, which turned into five pages which turned in eventually turned into a 90-day language overhaul program. This is this is before the thing even had a name. It had several names before vocabulary. And then that got that 90-day program got shrunk down into a 36-day program um, and a and an accompanying workbook that I professionally um, formatted and was selling on a on a on a website empowered language systems. Uh, that's a fucking mouth, <laughs> right? I remember watching a YouTube video of the empowered language system. Oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's e- the little yeah, spinning yeah. thing. You know how much money I spent on that shit, <laughs> dude. Yes, uh, and and then and then twenty, and that's that was from twenty nine, two thousand and nine to two thousand and fourteen. Two thousand fourteen, I show Adam Chin the. Workbook and uh, 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 thirty-six day language overhaul program, and he goes, "That's a, that's a course. Let's make let's turn it into a course." So the thing that started in two thousand nine, five years of tinkering with it, turned into the blueprint for core language upgrade, which is our original online course, which we started selling in twenty fifteen, which informed it 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 did. It and and then and lifted the and lifted course spun out of that, and here we are, uh, about eighteen months in to certifying coaches. Which on that side of the conversation, I'm the happiest student in the world, professionally yeah. speaking, man. Because I get to do. I was a teacher before this. I've got a degree. It's the crossroads of of, you know, d- teaching something and then teaching something that I'm I'm passionate about. Um. And you know the thing that one of my biggest fears. You know, we just hired our first employee two weeks ago. That's a big deal. First full time employee, on with with like the whole thing benefits like the whole thing. Um, the thing that scares me the most is that I wake up one morning, and I don't want to do it. Like you wake up one morning, we've all been there. You wake up one morning next to that person, and the, and the shine's gone. And you, are you, how you, you going to think yourself into getting it back? So, 
in that in that reflection, what does Mark England do next? Because it's going to happen. I'll call you for a hot seat session. Chris gotcha. Marhefka. Yeah. Help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your, fi- I'm your <laughs> I'll do that. friend. I know you I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. I'll answer. I'll I got to answer. I would call you. I'd call you. I'd call Paris. There's a couple people that I'd call. Speaking of Paris, shit. You, <laughs> uh, friend, friend Paris. Um, you know more people than I even imagined. I was hanging out with someone uh, last night or uh, two nights ago. And uh, she uh, is in town. We were connected. And um, she goes, you know a guy named Mark England? <laughs> it impresses me that every corner of the world, and, and this is something I actually pride myself on uh, I as being a connector, and I joke with mm-hmm. people. I'm like, anywhere we go, we're going to, f- A, f- I'm going to meet someone new, and B, we're going to, f- someone's going to run into us that knows me. Happens every time. That's cool. And the same thing happens with you when when we get to it. I uh, I run into people that know you from all corners, and 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 it's easy in circles. But these are people outside of circles. That um, yeah, it just it happens. So you're you're a well traveled, well known man worldwide. What is that? calling a spade a spade <coughs> and it, it it's got pros and it's got cons um, ever since high school uh, I've been a high profile individual and that's me looking back on high school college uh, uh, Bangkok Kosamoy Vilcabamba whatever reason it's just it's it's part of the makeup i don't fully understand it i i give very little credence to it or not credence just um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna overthink that one yeah i'm just gonna say okay cool this was uh i'm gonna i'm gonna capitalize on this i'm gonna use this um or it's gonna use me it's part it's part of the makeup mm-hmm. it's part of the for better or for worse it's part of the package um And, like I said, I repeat the hell out of myself. So, it's very easy Never to remember what I'm, I've been saying for a long time. Yeah. Can I give you a gift? Please. <laughs> oh. I had a meditation teacher once upon a time. His name was Billy Crystal. True story. And Billy Crystal was, uh, it was in Thailand, and he was uh, the wise old sage on the island, one of them. And he was a former very high-end antiques dealer in the UK, 
like estates and stuff. And he got into meditation. And then he got into building crystal, hence the name, crystal meditation chambers and procuring one-off uh, crystal pieces. You know, his, his, his floor was 50K. Stuff like that. They just, like they had a helicopter that shit in to people in like Los Angeles. I, I, shit I, like that. I'm visualizing something. It's probably not even close to as cool as what it actually is. <laughs> it was is very interesting, and uh, we became friends. And um, it, it would come and go. I would drive up my, my motorcycle up the mountain, meditate with him in the afternoon. Sometimes if I was you know, really pressing the the gas. We would because he would meditate at 20 in the morning, 20 in the afternoon. And he kept talking about meditation tools. And one of the specific tools that he talked about frequently were telegrams. I've had those for six years. Not anymore. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Those are good ones. <laughs> These are very good ones. Selegrams. Mm. Only can. In. Let 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 the let the, the, the sacred geometry. Yeah, the, the Fibonacci. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Works magic. Ooh, these are beautiful. They're like fossilized. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It's not the only gift you've given me. It's been very meaningful. What else? Should have worn it today. This is this is very beautiful. You also gifted me my first tracksuit. <laughs> I told the tracksuit story from the beginning last night. So yeah? I'm basically I essentially rolled out of bed and went to Circle K uh, and got my gas station coffee. Gas station coffee. (laughs) And uh, there's a whole story behind that, folks. Um, And I wore my tracksuit to the Galactivated Hippie Party last Mm -hmm. night. Got back about 3.30. And um, uh, Ashley wanted to know because I'm walking out in a tracksuit, this this tracksuit, mm-hmm. which is uh, in the realm of all tracksuits that we have, it's probably the tamest. Truth be told, <laughs> these are the bottoms. Like yeah. And uh, and I told the story of A- Angelo Cisco. There's that guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, going to his CrossFit gym in 2018. You know he's and he's very open about his his. Uh, his past, his father, 
So Angelo Cisco, obviously, okay, the An- Angelo Cisco, there's the name, and then his best friend is Dominic Didiana. His father did 14 years in the federal pen for Italian gangster shit. Okay, he's an Italian gang that's in his blood, and he's got a CrossFit gym. So I'm going to do a presentation, and um, I think to myself, how, in good conscience, <laughs> in good pro- conscience. <laughs> these are the actual words. Go go to Chicago and do this thing for Angelo Cisco and his people without a tracksuit. Because I'm thinking, good fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I go to I go to the mall, Chesterfield Town Center in the suburbs of Richmond. I go to Macy's. I'm thinking, Adidas, uh, Nike, maybe LeCompte Sportif. Remember that little rooster. Yep. I walk in and I'm navigating and there in, in over in the over here there's a brothers section. And I wade into the brothers section and they have this rack of over the fucking top tracksuits in my opinion as a as a as a noob. Yeah. <laughs> and I look at that and I'm like Really no thoughts I was thinking, just silence, just just looking at these outfits. And so I get a re- top and bottom red, jet fire red with fake anaconda skin down each, the, 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 the arms yeah. and the legs, and a big picture of Caesar on the back with a lightning bolt shooting oh, out hell from the yes. side and a, and a hoodie. And I... Go put on, I got a medium and a large, and I put on the medium, and I look in the mirror, and I and I just, I go, are you going to do this? <laughs> are you going to fucking do this? And I was like, I'm going to do this. I walked out, different. Yeah. And I clearly remember the primal base chakra guttural noises coming out of you in the bathroom <laughs> when you put on <laughs> <laughs> folks think think of gri- a grizzly bear fucking mm-hmm. that's a, that's a that's a pretty fantastic close. definition no words grunts Grunts yeah. and growls yeah. and and vocal cords, bassy vocal cord noises, and then out walks Chris with uh. and it, with the collars turned up. You didn't uh. even fuck around. You just came out with the collars turned up, <laughs> and there he was. Yeah, perfect fit, dude. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. Perfect color. Perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. Like Bledsoe got the one with the the. Gold bricks, the gray one with yep. the gold bricks yep. down the side. Mm-hmm. Aiden got the cream color one. He looked like something out of uh, Scarface. Those those tracksuits have seen some things. Yeah, they've seen some things. I've seen some pictures of you on Instagram. Yeah, in the tracksuits. Oh yeah, oh yeah, or in that in that particular tracksuit. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's my that's my favorite. Changes people. It changed people. It All of our level twos graduate in, in tracksuits now. So I mean, yeah. the thing just yeah, just kept. kept when are you starting a tracksuit brand? 
You know, Paris Robinson and I shook hands on doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, when I think of anyone on the planet that I would like to partner with when it comes to tracksuit, I mean, we've called him for tracksuit advice. Mm-hmm. Like April Flatten, you know April yeah, Flatten. absolutely. Uh, when we first met her down at Danny's gym and, and Lauren – um, flowers for Danny's two coaches. We went to go get tracksuits, and in the parking lot, we called Paris Robinson for for advice, and he gave specific <laughs> advice, <laughs> like, yeah, what you can't do in track in the tracksuit game. What you what you can do, you know, if if you the basics is like your 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 uh, your outer lines got to match your top. Yeah. The underneath the top. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now I'm learning. I, I don't usually wear anything underneath the top, so it always matches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and you, th- uh, it's a mortal sin to have Adidas shoes and a Nike, Nike tracksuit. Oh, yeah. I could see I that. Mean, that yeah. I could have gotten yeah. there on my own, but, you know, the, the whole, like, mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, we got a tracksuit guru. Yeah. In the conversation. Track suits and gas station coffee. You know, got to do something, Chris Marhefka. If you're going to do it, overdo it. That's one of my mottos. It's worked so far for the I most part. That. There's so many people in this world that underdo it. I don't understand that shit. I don't understand it. And so this podcast is, uh, you just nailed it for people that are overdoing life. O- overdo it over the long haul. Make some corrections. You know, you're gonna fuck up. So what? And and you will have a better story oh. than the underdoers. I promise you. And and you know the story wins. Yeah, the story wins. My my life. So when we met, I was what, what probably about thirty three years old, thirty two years old, and I experience more in life every week than I did in my first 32 years of life <laughs> because I'm overdoing life now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going out there. I dropped my first uh, dropped my first uh, artistic expression on Instagram recently. I started playing the guitar. I freestyled. I got my drums over there, hand drums. I'm <sighs> There's something about, like, not giving a fuck. It gets people's attention, and 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 you know. More importantly, it gets our attention. Yeah, you know, it gets our attention, and you know, I've been called a lot of things in my life. I've never been called boring, mm. and n- nor do I plan on it, because mm. I think that's one of the worst fucking frequencies on the planet. Mm. And I'm not talking about thirty minutes. Of like, what do I do in the afternoon here? Yeah. I'm talking about, you know. If I look at my 30s and it just had this tone of bored, boring, dull, just stale energy. Shit, I was talking about this last night with uh, one of those galactivated hippies. Deathbed regrets, man. Yeah, that's real. Talk about some scary fucking shit, man. Um, I think that's the scariest thing that I can contemplate. Mm -hmm. It's in the top five. 
confirmed is, and I've had some friends that are um, hospice nurses. I asked them, is that real? Like, people are dying and they're just telling you all this stuff and, 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 and the regrets. And she's like, it's absolutely real. And she goes, and they do it in and out of consciousness. So, like, they're not even there fully conscious about what they're doing. And, and some part, some much wiser part of us than the conscious minds, like, one, we got to get this out no. of our system for a very good reason. It's not happening for no reason. Okay, which then dot turns back into the, you know, clean your shit up work that you do. Yeah. Um, and 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 then there's the deathbed regrets and I'm like, I can I can I can stare at that and contemplate dying and um looking back and and not having gone for it that that's I feel that fear in my bones and I'm keeping it there. Yeah. I'm keeping that shit there. I like it. As a driver. As a as a spice to the soup. Okay? It does not in any way drive the bus. And it it flavors the casserole. Um so Overdo it, folks. You'll learn more than underdoing it. So let's just, you know, get, get all permaculture about it. Everything happens at the edges. Yeah. They they say that in permaculture because you think about it. You know, you go out into a lake out in the middle. Let's say it's 40 feet deep. You go out in the middle and then down 20 feet. There ain't shit happening there. Okay. You go where the water meets the land and you got the reeds and the tadpoles and the minnows and the big bass and the storks coming in. And that's where the action's at. Go there. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What else are you overdoing in life right now? I do drink a lot of coffee. Mm. Gas station specific coffee. Always? When I'm out, yeah. if it's at home, it's Folgers. I can sing the Folgers song. I, want, I'm, I'm being made sing, the best sing. part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. I'm actually, it's it's to the point now, like I'll, it was 50-50. Do I take a picture of my Circle K coffee and put it on Instagram? Like people call me out now about it. Ryan Sprague, shout out to that motherfucker, yeah. called me out by name through three little real stories in, in Instagram and and I love you brother but you know <laughs> stop drinking folders. Um yeah and that's okay. Um I've fried my eyeballs on Zoom screens. That's I'm definitely overdoing that. I'm not changing that. I mean, I could make some adjustments to it. Adam Chen was smart. He's like, you could get a, a, a big screen and put it across the room. Mm. Like, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. But listen, here's the thing, folks. You, you, whatever you do, there's going to be slings and arrows, and there's going to be a part of your ass that you're going to put on the altar 
if it is of a worthwhile endeavor. You're not getting out in one piece. Don't try. This is my formula. Take it, leave it. Um, just, just get in the arena and stay there until you get some results. One of my favorite quotes, I'd rather be trampled in the stadium than be a spectator in the stands. And you know this yeah. very well. Most people are tricking themselves into the nosebleed seats. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, it's a story. And, you know, there's the whole generational thing. Uh, so it's a, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to unraveling your stuff. And overdo that, too. Do you remember the, the first time you had the conscious awareness that you were stepping in the arena? Uh, it's my first MMA fight. Literally. Yeah, literally. Um, and, you know, t- par for the Mark England course, um, have I ever shown up in perfect form for anything absolutely perfectly ready? I'd have to think about that. You know, most of the time there's something going on where if I allowed myself to focus on it, um, I could use this to talk myself out of something. Okay? I'm good at ignoring that shit. And my first MMA fight was in uh, fall of 1999. And I'm training. We're about two two months out. Um and something in my knee pops. Like good. And I go home and, and sit on it for a weekend. I call my trainer and I'm like, Tim, I I I can't I can't fight. Like, take me off the card. And um and so I'm sitting there with a jacked up knee at home going to class. The fight's a week goes by, another week goes by, three weeks goes by, sitting there drinking beers, staring at movies and, and shit, just stewing in my head about the whole thing. And two weeks out, finally I say, I don't care. I don't care. I have to get in that ring. I have to get in that. So I called Tim, and I'm like, I'll do my best. Just get me on the card. And so I showed up to my first MMA fight, not in fighting shape and with a gangster lean. My knee was swollen. And um it was a it was a transcendental experience for sure. Back then, this was before MMA was called MMA didn't have that name yet. It was either cage fighting or Valley Tudo or No Holds Barred and Pac Dude. The first it was one ten minute round. Jeez. It's a long time to fight somebody. That's a long time. It's a long time to fight you somebody fight when like you're out of shape. 20 seconds and you're out of breath. Oh, my <laughs> Lord, dude. And I'm looking across the ring at this guy who's 8-1 and one in Muay Thai. Looked a, built like you, too. Stout. And and uh, uh, we fought the full 10 minutes. Um, and it went to overtime. And I'm on, I'm on the stool... And I hear overtime, and it's one of the most terrifying things to fight a man when you're exhausted. That's horrible. 
It's horrible. And when they said overtime, there's a certain flavor of sinking in the heart. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking Dude. about. Dude. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> I get I get up off the stool and I'm let's say he's there and there's one of him over here and there's one of him <laughs> over there and I'm like this is not going to be good. Yeah. We walk out and he fucking shin kicks me right in the face <laughs> to start the thing and uh I stagger back and we we clinch up and he gets on top and um uh if if it had been strikes to the face on the ground, this was amateur, then it would have been all the way. But anyway, we roll the position. We, we we finish 13 minutes. And I have to get helped out of the ring. I get in the parking lot. And I'm sitting in an Indian position. And I've taken some of the, you know, the, the bubbling, magical, galactivated drugs before. <laughs> Stuff for second opinions on reality that work. <laughs> that was most eloquent description. Oh my fucking god, dude! I'm I'm like it. It basically is like here, have five grams of mushrooms and the worst trip ever, and you're just gonna sit there and just barfing all over my lap. <laughs> and and then and then the the exhaust. I mean, you're you're an athlete. You've you had those hyper exhaustion hangovers. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what that's what about. That is, yeah. But dude, talk about a headache. Yep. And it was the best move because it just it, that had to happen. Forced the issue. wasn't ready. Fine, I'm going anyway. Um, and and I just kept fighting. Got more fights in. What'd you learn from that experience? That I can pull triggers. That I can pull triggers. Uh, and 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 I I sh- I excel under pressure. Like there's I was a I'm a mediocre athlete, uh, mediocre guy in the gym, and get me in that ring under those lights, and something else in me comes alive. Uh, and I've proven that on the the speaking circuit too. It's the same thing for TEDx. Like, um. Did you seek that out knowing that, um, like, the the stage, I mean, did you seek out the stage, or did the stage find you? A uh, little bit of both. So, you know, we were talking about, um, you said human design. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it, a, a hermit? Role model hermit. Role yeah. model hermit. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that craves silence. I mean, I basically just spent 18 months in a lake house, by myself up in the Virginia mountains and was more than happy about it. Um, and you know, yeah, fine. You got your team in your corner and the rings, a lonely place. The stage is a lonely place. Uh, and I, I like that. Um, I got good at public speaking because I had to get good at public speaking. So 2007, when I went to, when I first started work at the spa doing coaching sessions I looked around and they had you know they had this sala and the yoga sala in the middle of the the place and nothing was happening there and I'm like well I want to give a talk 
every Wednesday night. And I did for years. And I remember my first presentation, it was to 12 of my friends, shitting bricks. <laughs> and you know who the first person I worked with was? Adam Chin. Oh, Riddle me that yes. one. Adam Chin. We did a memory. It was the, I was using EFT back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, and then you know the, the next presentation uh, was horrible. Shitting bricks. The next presentation, same thing, same thing. And at some point in time, you do the reps, folks. Myelination, it's a real thing. Look it up. You're going to get better at stuff. Uh, I could have gotten a lot better a lot faster and and whatever um i knew that i needed to learn to tell the story well from a get yourself out there perspective position and just ownership of it you know if you can't tell the story of what you're doing, do you really own all of it? You know? And storytelling is a skill, folks. It's a skill. When I got off stage, I stopped counting. There's just more numbers. I stopped counting when I got off stage at TEDx RVA 2017. That was 500 presentations about one thing, the words. Um, I went to... So a little bit about storytelling, folks. Uh, learn to tell your stories simply and clearly. That actually takes time. It's indicative of the reps. Any asshole can make something complicated. Most assholes do. Do the reps. Distill the thing. Get it down to its essence. Learn to tell your story well to yourself. And then if it's something that you need to, to get out there into the world, get it out there into the world. Tell great stories. Your life will definitely improve. Uh, 2019, I went to the International Storytellers Convention in Jonesboro, Tennessee. (laughs) Of course that exists. And of course it's in Jonesboro, Tennessee. Jonesboro, Tennessee. The best storytellers in the South. Dude, have you ever been there, Jonesboro? Um, I've been through there. Okay. Very, very cool town. And they bring in about... 25,000. They've been done in the past two years. I would have gone every year if I had known about it. Um, and I, I looked up storytelling conventions. I was like, I'm going to go see some high-level storytellers. So get on Google and, <laughs> you know, go have an adventure. There's that word again. Um, they bring in about 25,000, 30,000 people a year as far as the attendees, and they get the best storytellers money can buy. And I had a suspicion, and my suspicion was confirmed, that the best storytellers, they all did it. Their stories were simple and clear and melodic. You know, each storyteller had their own particular rhythm, which is another point, another port, important point of doing the reps. Do the reps. It's like a, it's like a sculpture, and ta- you in, in the in the the repetition of anything. You'll take off what doesn't need to be there, and you'll get down to what the thing really is, and you will discover your style. Your style. Style, my favorite quote on style. Style is the magic wand that turns everything it touches to gold. 
You got to, you got to, that's fun, man. You got yeah. your style. You know, that's, they're in, Learning. join the club. They're in, there's magic in that. There's real magic in that. Um, How would you distill the style of Mark England? That's an interesting question. <laughs> um, well, I'm unpredictable. To myself included. And that's how I know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, uh, uh, like looking at your eyes, I know how like truthful you're being. <laughs> yeah, you're surprised right now, even. Yeah, by saying I mean, that. it's just <laughs> to be to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is the vulnerability podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm. Uh, I'm also consistent, you know, and therein lies a juxtaposition, an interesting juxtaposition. Um, little, little bit gritty, little bit redneck. Um, I can, and did, just like last night. I can hang out with some galactivated hippies speak their words and know what they're talking about, share in intention circles, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time. It's not my, uh, I don't, I don't facilitate those things on, on my own, but I can step into that world mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy it and really enjoy it. Met some very interesting, of course, met some very interesting people last night. Um, I've also seen you. I don't want to interrupt that train of thought, but uh, I've seen you on uh, some documentaries with long hippie-like hair. Speaking about galactivated shit, though, <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. And it was—I was talking about words, the, the language, in a more galactivated way. I've—I've yep. I've phased some of that out, a lot of that out, yeah, on purpose, because mm-hmm. um, other people are going to do that better than me. The, the, the galactivated part? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, an, another... It's 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 nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. I am a simple person. I am a simple person. I get confused so fucking fast, it'll make your head spin, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> most recent example... There, there's stuff that... It gives me. I'll start sweating if I think I have to learn it. Like I was exporting a something out of a Google <laughs> Sheets a couple of weeks ago, and I'm watching YouTube videos on how to do it because it's in the morning and Adam Chin's not up and he's the tech guy. And I'm like, if I don't, if I can't learn to export this thing, then I'm gonna it's gonna take me an hour and a half to cop cut and paste each person's email. And I fucking felt like sloth off the Goonies, dude. <laughs> Like, and so it's whatever it is, how can I make this simple so I can 
understand the basics. Just give me the basics. And then, you know, the the higher level stuff, like uh, guys like yourself and and some of the the, the caliber of people that were at that party and just did y'all y'all handle that. Like a lot of this stuff goes way over my fucking head, dude. Um so I, I know I know my position, man. I'm at the bottom of the mountain selling roadmaps and snow cones, dude. Like, simple. I love that. Uh, you know my position? What's that? A guide up the mountain. Yeah, exactly. Take your map, guide them up, and then hand them off to some galactic people at the top. <laughs> something's up there. Yeah, something's up yeah. there. I'll take yeah. you there. I, that guy I in mean, the I've blue. walked it plenty of times. I can't explain how we get there, but, yeah. Exactly. Show you how to walk it. <laughs> you, you're going with him. Like, yeah. You know, live and lead. Mm. There's a guy in the blue track suit with the, with the hair. Follow him. <laughs> how long are you letting that go? That's I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know what would be an interesting thing to? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Uh, fucking braids, dude. I used to wear. Uh, Willie Nelson braids, Ooh. A, a plaque down each side. Ooh. A different Dude, kind of braid. The fucking girls love that shit. Well, recently, a few months ago, I got like these like Viking braids. Okay, like how that like, almost like cornrow looking things. Like, of course, good. Of course, like, phenomenal. And so much so that I, Who did I that? had her, a friend of ours, um, uh, Tara, and uh, I had them done. I don't know, like four days in a row after that. Just kept getting them done. Okay. I liked them so much. Didn't like them enough to learn how to do it myself, but I don't think I'll ever cross that threshold. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Never say never, man. You know? Yeah. It looks good on you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, you got great hair. Yeah, lots of lots of hair compliments. Of course you do. Yeah. Tom, a blonde, stocky Tom Cruise with long hair. That's going to work. It's, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking working. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, what do you What are you currently contemplating right now, Mark England, in your life? AK forty sevens. Tell me more. So, one of my, uh, I wasn't planning on talking about that. It just fell out. <laughs> um. I like capacity. Mm-hmm. I like I like capacity. So there's a world over here of spells and magic and breath, mm-hmm. and it's healing arts. And I use that term very sparingly. And then there's a part of my makeup that is and always has been since I can remember attracted to the martial side of the conversation. Whether it was slingshots when I was four years old or wrestling in high school, getting into street fights and MMA and then um, and there's an interesting parallel between procabulary and AK-47s. I read a book on the history of the AK-47. So AK-47s 
I find them to be. I'm a, I'm a classics guy. I like old cars. Um, I like I like classical looks. Um, if I ever get into dancing, it'll be swing dancing. I find that beautiful, very cool. I also like the way the the, the, the dress of that era. Um, so you know, classics, simple. There's there's something about uh, I collect AK-47s. There's something about an AK-47 that is, I love the way they look. They're the most beautiful rifle in the world to me. Mm. Period, end of story. There is no close second. They're so simple. They're so fucking simple, dude. I can take my my Molot Vepper, which is the Hummer of AK-47s, which are known for their ruggedness. Mm-hmm. You can, I can take that thing and st- sling it into Barton Springs for a month, fish it out, Dump some rocks shit, in there, and it will run, dude. It will it will purr. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know they've been around for so long, and there's in that in the book the AK four the history of the AK forty seven. They said once an a once AK forty sevens are introduced into a uh, into a culture, it's impossible to get them out. Yeah, and I thought about that. I remember thinking about that. That's very interesting. They just stay there, and they change hands, and it just it it changes the the the. Every and you know what? Procabulary is the same way. Once that gets introduced to someone and in, into someone's the culture of their internal and external dialogue, good luck getting that thing out. For the best reasons, yeah. as in, it's going to start breaking old spells. It's designed to do that. I don't yeah. talk about this much on podcasts either. And there are, you, talk about you, magic. you know this as well as anybody. There are constrictive spells and there are expansive spells, and there are combination combination. the combinations of words are different for each one, or or the the two different types. I mean, there's a, the 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 spells and the definition of a spell is a word or a combination of words of great influence. The spells that expand people's uh, energy and get the breath down in their abdomen and lighten their load, those combinations of words are different than the combinations of words that create uh, pressure and tension and, and stress responses and, and narrow our vision um, and, you know, I started about two years' worth of events. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. How do you all want to feel? How do you want to feel? Write it down right now. And everybody can get that shit on paper in a matter of moments. People know how they want to feel, yet why are they fe- why are they struggling to feel that more often, those things? Spells. Spells are in the way. The ones we cast on ourselves, the ones we inherit, you know. So, but keeping things simple, and we're both in the spell breaking business, spell breaking, spell casting. Um, and to, you know, to go back to your, I spend a lot of time thinking about AK forty sevens. Like I do, it's an inordinate. Like I, I'll, I'll do my work during the day, and then, shit, I'm having an AK forty seven. Pendant made. 
from of course yeah from uh is it gonna be like Wil- william big, big and gold no it's um handmade from william author author jewelry um i mean it's high-end jeweler he's a professional jeweler i met him through ryan sprague it's a silver and it, it he's detailing the probably about like that long detailing the wooden the the, the furniture as it's known to 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 match my personal favorite AK forty seven, and then it's got four. Talk about style! You gotta get, you gotta, you gotta think about shit. Everybody, mm-hmm. stare at it, stare at it in your imagination until it looks right. They used to say that about Nikola Tesla that he would stare at engines and weird fucking contraptions in his head. He could work on them in his head until they. And once he got them to work in his imagination, it was just. The matter of time between taking it here and putting it there. You got to contemplate stuff, folks, as in stare at shit. There's three levels of thinking in my world. There's thinking in one ear, out the next. There's considering. I gave it some thought, thought about it a few times, and there's contemplating, and there's staring at it. William Arthur and I have been talking about this pendant going back and forth on the style for six months now. So it's a, it's a miniature silver hand gray engraved replica of my favorite AK-47 with four red garnets going down the magazine. Pimp is a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, what else am I going to do, Chris Marhaf? Yeah. And then, talking about capacity, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, I want to do, be able to do what whatever is, is, things go over here, great. Things go over here, great. The next pendant he's going to make, I'm only going to get, to it's the abracadabra medallion uh yeah yeah and so i've got triangle one with the yeah the top yeah yep so it's but it's it's both extremes of my personality mm-hmm. represented and i'm in the middle you know i, I light light and dark are are our, our lightness and our darkness are our children be a good parent both of them. Yeah. Stay in the center. Own them mm-hmm. to the best of your ability. Or nurture them to the best of your ability. However you want to say it. Just, I mean, good luck getting that dark side out of you. Yeah. I mean, y- you might do it. I'm, I'll am i never do it. Nor am I interested in it. Because yeah, I try I to know. blow it up, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's there for a reason. There's a getting rid of it. I don't know. I don't I think don't so know. either. I think it, it's what's supposed to be there. My my friend Eric uh, Godsey was talking about this yesterday, and he said, by nature, like this is a common misconception about shadow work and, and like darkness work in this field that's talked about. I'm doing the shadow work, doing the shadow, and and by definition, shadow work is outside of your awareness. It's below your conscious. It's in your subconscious, and so there's a laser edge of when it's in the shadow and when it becomes in your awareness. And it's that moment that's the shadow work or like the awareness of it. Because if it's in the shadow, you you can't possibly see it. And so when something comes out of the shadow, now it's no longer shadow work. Makes sense. Yeah. And I, I did. I thought I could, I thought I could get rid of it. Like fast it out, meditate it out, mm-hmm. drink the magic potion shit. This is, uh, 
get it out like that. Just put the poison on the skin. I got a racing stripe, dude. Yeah? Straight down my, from the top of my sternum to my, below my belly button. I put some frog dots on my, on me. <laughs> glad I did, man. Yeah. Like, super glad I did. And, and, yeah. I'm going to be sitting with Salemi in a little, couple weeks. We're going to podcast. We're going to put some frog dots on. What a fucking cool guy, man. What if we were to podcast with the frog dots on? I don't want to put that out there <laughs> to the universe. <laughs> no, dude. That would... Wow. Yeah. I'd have to look at that. Just like stare at it. Stare yeah. At it. it would be both... I like bold shit like that. The worst podcast and also the best podcast at the same time. You know, if, if, you, did, if you did one, like one yeah. dot each. Yeah. If I was going to do that, I mean, five dots, I'd look like... Wouldn't be no. much happening. N- nothing pretty. <laughs> Uh, but one dot, yeah, you know, I've taken I've taken calls on the one dot, yeah, yeah. You, you guys, you guys could that would be that would be interesting to what would you guys yeah. talk through the experience, and share your experiences with combo. Um, tell Mike I said hello. I will. He's, 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 he's a I don't use these words very often. He's a, he truly is a beautiful man. He's fucking. Yeah. Good dude. Outside of uh, AK-47s, what's what's exciting in your world right now? Another thing I get to blame you for. So, I've said this before. You have the Midas touch. Whatever you touch is going to go. You remember when you messaged me last summer and said, hey, man, you in Virginia? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. So, and I'm like, <laughs> come hang out. Uh-huh. And then the word gets out that you're coming, and then, then there's a fucking house full of people at my house. 18 dudes, two girls. <laughs> yeah. You realize how fucking wrecked that house was? Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I cleaned for six hours, and it looked like I did nothing. Yeah. And then Adam was like, we've got to bring in some professional cleaners. Yeah. It was, we turned the lake house into a legitimate frat house. It was a frat house. Quite fun, yes. And what that did is it started something that we now call the Lake House Chronicles. Mm. That kicked that off. And we have, so this is back to the question, what's exciting? Um we have the last two weekends of July, two groups of 20 people coming in. And it is uh, very well curated. God bless Kimberly Kesting and her ability to um, curate shit. She's good at that. She's really good at that. I mean, we sold tickets. like Yeah. And... Just the whole thing structured as opposed to where we started, which was <laughs> go find a bed. Yeah. Those are the only rules. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, we got um, we got 40 of our coaches coming in. Yeah. Uh, Anat's coming in. Anat's coming. Yeah, I know. Anat's coming me. in. Yeah. That's very cool. She's coming that first weekend. Um, she's going to be in the documentary. I know, with Jessica. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was your introduction. 
Ryan Which and Jessica. Jessica. We had a banger podcast. She, that's what she said. And like, I still get people. That was probably a year ago, and we still get people come from that. That's what Anas said. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica approached me about uh, doing the this this uh, documentary. I'm like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thought about a not a number of times. I'm like, well, I don't need to think about that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just called her. I'm like, would you like to do this? Um, and so yeah, that's that's happening. It's happening at the end of the month. Hell yeah! It's exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, tell us, tell us about this documentary. Well, um, what can you say? Jessica Depati, Shadow Work Library. Yeah, is that it? That's her podcast. Um, her her husband Jeff Depati is a former Special Forces. Uh, guy, I believe they hold the l- very long distance shots, um, and yeah, they they've just got the the hit, the wherewithal, the inspiration to do a uh, a documentary. They're putting a lot of resources into it. They've got expectations for it, um, and you know, I'm I'm also good at saying yes to shit. So, they're coming to the lake house. Going to get some interviews in. Hell yeah. Um, awesome. So, the Chronicles chronicle the, cr- the Chronicles continue, Chris Marhefka. Thank yeah. you for touching them. Mm. Touching them. Your hands are on it. Um, and they will... I mean, the lake house can only be what it is. It's going in a festival direction. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be there. I know. <laughs> Keynoting it. Keynoting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always ready. Yeah, you are. All right, this feels like a good time. It does. Where can where can people find out more about Mark England? Instagram. It's gonna it's gonna take off one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> you mean <laughs> Instagram? <Yeah. laughs> Mark England twenty fifty seven. Come on over. It's a yeah. it's a it's a language. It's a I turned it into a pre language school. Mm-hmm. A little bit of entertainment and a lot of bit of entertainment. There's, it's there's some. Some entertainment. Yeah, I, I, I did this thing where I unfollowed everyone. It was like a thing, and then mm-hmm. you were one of the first that I refollowed. I appreciate after. that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good. To, it's good to detox from social media. I mean, I I nuked my Facebook in in January of this past year. I've actually physically felt better mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. I put a I'm also good at keeping things clear and simple. 
on social. And just to test the waters, and then we're, we're wrapping. You ever seen Bill Gates in his pink sweater? Not specifically in a pink sweater. Yeah. He wears a pink sweater from time to time. It's interesting. And January of this past year, I posted on Facebook a picture of Bill Gates in his pink sweater, quoting him. And I was neither for nor against it. Quote, things will only go back to normal once everyone is vaccinated. Put it, put it there and went to sleep. I woke up the next morning to World War 12 on, on my fucking Facebook <laughs> page. And it started, it like, little, little, you know, some barbs going back and forth down yeah. to every, talk about polarizing. Everybody on this side is calling these people Nazis. Everybody on this side is calling these people fucking Nazis with memes and goddamn venom. Venom so much. And like two days later, I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. And I said, cool, that's good. I'm good. Uh, I had a Facebook group. Supercharging your affirmations. Just nuked that whole thing. No fucks given. Yeah. Anyway, Instagram, folks. Purge, do a little detox from time to time uh, from of social media. You'll, you'll very likely actually feel it. Fair yeah. enough? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I went out to Mexico for two weeks. Or we'll detox for two weeks. And La Huasteca? Yeah. I mailed that pirate flag down there. <laughs> I imagine so. It's yeah. flying proudly. Oh, yeah. It's flying proudly there. I, I have the one you gave me. New house of mine, among other, yeah. The bachelor pad comes together when it comes yeah, together. So, <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, last question, Mark. Do it up, buddy. All right, what does vulnerability mean to you? That's a good question. Vulnerability, to me, is listening. Listening to the stuff that you don't want to listen to. Listening to the people you don't want to listen to. until you get a better result. So in a sense, it's a practice. Simple. Very simple. Very on brand. Thank you. Thank you for having me, buddy. You're this so welcome. This is, uh, you know, like I said, a very. Uh, it's been fun to talk about anything and everything that's not 
the normal 200 and God knows how many podcasts. Well, I, I know so many people like yourself that do so many 200 plus 57 episodes of podcasts and, and always talk about their work and what they do. And it's important. Their reps are important. And also what's important to me is seeing the humanness of mm. people, seeing the authenticity of people. Mm. And it's it's always baked into the work that we do of course it, yeah, like in lifted is you like absolutely and also there's there's more depth to marketing work that people experience just in the brand of what you the gift that you put in the world so i'm interested in the the depth of mark england well, you're you're a deep person man you know and you're you're good at extracting the depth from other people too so this podcast is going to crush thank you thanks for being one of the crushing episodes love you brother love you too man thank you for the gift it's beautiful you're welcome